0: generations of Jedi Knights and Guardians of Peace, Justice, and War, and the dark Welcome back to People's History of the Old Republic. Episode uh, let's just call it seven point six A Supplemental on the Three Sith Empires. Just me here today, just Luke. Um wanted to drop a real quick, uh, supplemental episode because, uh, we've talked a few times about, uh, the different types of Sith empires that we have that, or that show up in the old Republic stories. And we thought it might be getting a little confusing, um, to, you know, to, uh, to be able to tell them apart. So, um, I just wanted to do a real quick rundown on the three that basically the three that exist um, and uh, how they all came from the same place, when they all split, and, uh, you know, how they evolved. It's not going to be a really long episode, um, but uh, hopefully it'll clear up a little bit uh, regarding the... uh, the, the true Sith that we see in Sotor, the normal Sith Empire that we're used to, that we've talked about, and then the Lost Tribe of the Sith, uh, who we will talk about uh, much more in Series 8. So, uh, let's, let's start here. The, the Sith Empire as we know it in Legends began in 6900 BBY. Nice after the dark Jedi who tried to break away from the Jedi order were defeated at the Battle of Corbos and exiled um, they immediately th- those dark Jedi immediately found Corbon, subjugated the native Sith species, which are the red the, 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 the species with red skin that uh, have facial tendrils and tend to be bigger than humans um but the sith or the dark jedi were able to subjugate them and took over both their planet and the sith name to call themselves the sith empire and from there they began to form a an empire in that operated in secrecy for uh, 1900 years um and it had many sith lords many different rulers many people who were uh, vying for power and through many turns and twists over 1900 years you get to the sith empire that we see in uh, the tales of the jedi prequel comic arcs on the great hyperspace war so that's when we have naga sadao and ludo kresh and they duel for leadership of the Sith Empire Sada wins and then uses the uh the arrival of uh, Gav and and Jory Daragon to to wage a war against the Republican Jedi for uh exiling and uh for, for exiling their uh their forebearers and so the great hyperspace war goes on sadao uh, almost wins but uh, sadao and the sith empire almost win but in the end they are defeated after sadao was uh betrayed by uh, gav daragon who he had tricked into becoming his uh one of his apprentices and uh so in 5000 bby the original sith empire as we know it fractured that is the time when uh, Sadao sent out two ships, the Harbinger and the Omen, to mine ore for the Great Hyperspace War, and they were knocked off course. And one of the ships ended up on Kesh, the uh, a planet in Malt space that... Uh, basically nobody can get off of because of a weird magnetic field and the other was transported uh, thousands of years into the future uh, to the time of the New Republic Uh, so we'll leave that alone for the time being Um, so that was the first break then uh, a few days later at the dawn of 499 BBY uh, Chancellor Pultimo decided that uh, or ordered that Korriban be leveled, so they send in uh, the Repu- they send in Republic forces and the Jedi and they level Korriban, but some of but some of the Sith escaped to rendezvous with Vitiate uh, who would later become the Sith Emperor of the True Sith that we see in Swotor. Um After Vitiate performed the Nathema ritual in 4999. To make himself functionally immortal, he then led led, that, led led the group that he had gathered on a twenty year journey to find the world the Sith world of Drom and Cos. They eventually find, found it and they founded the new Sith or I'm sorry, the true Sith Empire on Dromencos, and that is the group that we see in so, they are, in many ways, much more like the, uh, the the original Sith Empire of Naga Sadow and Marco Ragnos because they have hundreds of Sith Lords and uh, it's very feudalistic and hierarchical. Whereas the later Sith Empire, the later main Sith Empire, uh, diverges from the original Sith, but, I mean, you know. That's okay. They they still trace the lineage all the way back to Naga Sadow, so, you know, what are you going to do? The main Sith line, after Naga Sadow, the main Sith line ends and is only picked up again in 44 600 years later in 4400 BBY when Freedon Nad, a fallen Jedi, discovered Sith teachings and was seduced to the dark side by the Force Ghost, or I'm sorry, by the uh, spirit of. Naga Sadow on Yavin 4, uh, Freedon Nadd declared himself the first dark lord of the Sith in hundreds of years to and then conquered Onderon to start his own dark side lineage there. However, the wider galaxy was completely unaware of this fact. Or not completely unaware, mostly unaware. The Jedi knew about Nadd, um, but they thought that when he died that everything he everything he'd been working on died with him. So, fast forward to 3998 BBY, the Jedi finally cleanse Onderon after finding out that Freedon Nadd had set up a dark side uh, theocratic monarchy on Onderon that secretly worshipped the dark side and ruled the planet for 400, for more than 400 years until it was stopped by the Jedi and the and freedom fighters on Onderon who installed uh a new queen uh or the who installed the princess but she was uh she did not follow the line the the dark side line of freedom nad uh in thirty nine ninety seven then through different circumstances Exar Kun and lik Kildroma both fall to the dark side uh after their Jedi who fall to the dark side and uh, the two of them end up dueling uh, for the right to be the leader of a new dark side cult but they are stopped by Marka Ragnos who names Exar Kun the master and Ulet Kaldroma the apprentice and names them both Dark Lords of the Sith now this is the first real use of the Master and Apprentice uh, model that we see at, at least chronologically, obviously it's all based on uh, Palpatine and Vader, uh, but the, it's the first one we see chronologically that that really is, is set up as a Master and Apprentice lead over the rest of the Sith Empire uh, Gav and, and who helped Naga Sadow, was basically tricked into it and uh, wasn't ever it wasn't really a thing that he uh, that he was really interested in. Um, in 3996 Exar Kun is killed and Ulit Kildroma turns away from the dark side, though he's eventually redeemed. In 3959 Revan and Malik turn to the dark side, take up the dark Darth titles, the first people or the first Sith to do that in thousands of years since at least Darth and Dedu before 5500 BBY um, and they create a new Sith Empire and this even this one Revan Sith Empire, while it is in the line of Nad and Exar Kun and even before them obviously Naga Sadow. Um, this is the one that really becomes the model that we see and it's the way that Bane, Darth Bane models models his rule of two Sith after he he finds Revan's teachings and uh, Drew Karpish retconned all of this in the Darth Bane trilogy but basically Bane models his Sith Empire off of Darth Revan and a, a few other people but mostly Revan and so this is really the the, the next big jumping point that we have from Naga Sadao down to Revan. And then after that, obviously, in 3957, Malik betrayed Revan and they thought he was dead. In 3956, the events of KOTOR occur. Uh, Revan and his companions kill uh, Darth Bandon, Darth Malik's new apprentice, and then kill Darth Malik Uh, Stopping his Sith Empire uh, hopefully once and for all. But then, as we all know, of course, in 3955, the Sith Triumvirate formed uh, with Darth Treya, Darth Nihilus, and Darth Sion out of the wreckage of Revan's Sith Empire. So, you know, that line just continues from Revan down to the Triumvirate, even though they were, you know, as we talked about in KOTOR 2, not as worried about Darkseid ideology as uh, as their predecessors might have been in 3951 the jedi exile metra defeats the sith triumvirate and the sith in the main galaxy as we know them uh, become non-existent for at least 400 years and this is so from 3951 to about 3500 uh there is no there's no remnant of the original sith empire left there is of course the truth true sith empire that we see in soitor which shows up in uh 3681 and is done away with probably by 3626 so you know it shows up on the galactic stage for 75 years and then it just goes away um and, and it's done and and we'll talk more about that in in the final episode of uh of our series on Sodor. um but that so so that so that line ends in thirty six twenty six even though it does have some sort of like even though it does have like retcond uh tangential relationship to the doctrines formed later you know through retcons people said they found the you know journal the journal of Darth malgus and things you know things like that the way that these things are standard (laughs) are usually retconned in uh star wars and then so desolus is in 3500 we don't know much about desolus because he basically just appears as a uh as a hologram recreation uh, recreation in uh, the Force Unleashed games um, is a recreation from the Jedi Temple that uh, young Jedi used to train that is stolen by uh, Galen Merrick, also known as Starkiller um and so that's how we find out about desolus but all we know is that he started up a new line of the sith after uh the sith Triumvirate failed around 3500 but they were destroyed and then the sith were dormant in the galaxy completely until 2000 bby well in the main galaxy they were on kesh and the lost tribe has their uh has their things that they do um periodically we have stories and like 5000 BBY 4985 4975 3000 you know it just skips around like that um so so we follow them there and but for the rest of the main galaxy the Sith are non-existent from 3500 until 2000 BBY when Darth Ruin when a, a Jedi named Fannius left the order to uh, took the title Darth Ruin, Ruin and then resurrected the Sith Empire And that began the new Sith Wars that last from 2,000 BBY all the way down to 1,000 BBY. In 1010, the Sith Lord Khan formed the Brotherhood of Darkness, which uh, did away with the Darth title and said that all Sith Lords were equal. And uh, Bane was a part of the Brotherhood, but then became disillusioned with it, left, uh, helped defeat the, Darth, the dark brotherhood uh during the um help defeat the dark brotherhood so that he could restart the sith in what he believed to be the the pure way that it should have been which was revan u- using revan and malik as a basis for the role of two uh he found a young sith or a young uh, force user uh who he turned to the dark side and she took the title darth zanna and became his apprentice and from there they start the rule of two which obviously culminates in uh, the prequel trilogy and revenge of the sith when uh, anakin turns to the dark side becomes darth vader and the empire is born so those are the three sith now they do the, or the three sith empires now they do have some differences as we said the true sith are the probably the closest at least in structure um to how the original sith empire was there are many sith lord there's one emperor then there's many sith lords below the emperor there is a dark council or sith council or whatever they want to call it of some kind and they rule through slavery and rule over an empire um but you know as we know they are a later invention that pops up for about 75 years between 3681 3626 and then they're gone, because yeah they they can't that sith empire obviously that true Sith empire obviously cannot interact in the same universe with the normal Sith Empire because they the the true Sith Empire would recognize their own emperor, and the normal sith Empire would you know they would not recognize the true Sith as actual Sith now you know I don't. I don't know that, you know, that would lead to, like, civil war or, you know, a religious reckoning between the two or whatever, but basically for continuity reasons and everything, you know, the true Sith can't exist outside of SWOTOR. So when it goes away, they go away. Right now, that's 3626. It may get extended to 3625 or whatever, but, you know. Um, The Lost Tribe, obviously... um, they evolve in a much different way. They are much more sparsely populated. They are on a technologically um, a technologically backward world where um, where machines are very are exceedingly rare there's very little ore to mine and things of that nature. So they develop into um, they, they subjugate the local people of Kesh and uh, basically turn them into slaves and they set up a very feudal uh, society and some people end up becoming uh, versions of serfs later basically all the all the people of kesh and all the other slaves are converted to serfs but you know it's not much better because they're still treated like shit and. Uh, you know, treated, and and they live under the boot of, uh, of the Sith, so, you know, that, that's what happens to the Lost Tribe, and as I said, we'll talk about them more in Series 8, but then, you know, you've got the, the main Sith Empire, and, you know, it's interesting, because in KOTOR 2, it seems like what they were trying to get at was they were trying to find when they refer when prayer for betrayer refers to the true sith it seems like they were trying to build a new background for the sith empire because you know right now or, or at, in in legends basically the sith after naga sadal they only pop up every few hundred years or even you know thousand years because some dark Jedi falls, finds some old dusty manuscript somewhere, meets a, you know, the the dead spirit of an ex-Sith Lord, and is turned to the dark side in that way, and restarts the Sith. And that's a fairly ignominious, uh, it's a fairly ignominious um, lineage, you know, um, even though we love Exar and Nagasadao and and uh, Kil'jaeden and, and Revan and Malak, obviously, it, uh, it's still you know probably not you, not what you wanted uh, to say. Okay, these are the Sith, and they basically only survive because some you know pouty Jedi get annoyed that they can't study something, and they go off in a huff, and then they start a war, and then we're back to square one after they're defeated. Uh, so, you know, it seems like maybe with the true Sith, what they were originally trying to do in KOTOR 2 was was find a way to merge this, you know, line of extant Sith with uh, a group that had survived in the Unknown Regions um, that, that were directly descended from Naga Sadao's uh, Empire, Sith Empire. And so it, you know... It, that way they could, you know, point back to these, like, extremely powerful Sith Lords and say, like, yes, these are still the Descendants. You know, these these other Jedi, these fallen Jedi who pick it up are fine, but, you know, we've got these, like, super ultra-powerful Sith Lords out in the Unknown Regions. And Trey warns about them, which was obviously a tease for KOTOR 3 that we never got because the true Sith were obviously, as we said, turned into... Um, uh, turned turn into the villains of, of Swotor. And um, and so they ended up being a different branch of Sith and not reuniting them. And so what we're left with on the main line of the Sith is, as we said, uh, you know, fallen Jedi who read Sith teachings, dusty scrolls, find an old angry Sith spirit. And then they turn to the dark side They resurrect the Sith. And so... All three of these groups, as you can see, they, you know, they had some different characteristics and they um they they acted differently based on the way that the society around or, the, you know, the galaxy, the worlds around them change, but also on their internal changes. Um and so y- y- they obviously they obviously have some differences, and there are obviously reasons why they would be in contra- They'd be in stark contrast to one another. If they interacted, they would probably you know fight or start another civil war or something like that. But they do all share a lot of common similarities. They all you know they all worship or or revel in the dark side, however you want to look at that um they they treat the dark side as a as a sacrosanct aspect of the force they're all built on slavery they all build empires and they are all extremely humanocentric uh meaning they excuse they exclude all non-humans and uh they grandfather in pure blood sith but other than that they they exclude all non-humans uh pretty much across the board um the true Sith do change this a little due to uh, uh, due to the realities of war. They didn't have enough fighters, things of that nature. So um, they they change their humanocentric or they officially change their humanocentric policies to add more fighters and more workers into the Empire, or more people in the Empire. But the biases were still there. Uh, so you know y- you've got that and. They so you know those are the the similarities and the uh, the differences between the the three types of Sith and hopefully this was a little this makes it a little clearer. We know that uh, it's very difficult sometimes to follow what we're talking about because we're bouncing around all these different times and places and talking about different kinds of Sith. Um, even though they all just call themselves the Sith. Like, in Sotor, in they do not call themselves the true Sith. They are just the Sith. They are a reconstituted Sith Empire. But they trace themselves all the way back to Nagasadao, just like the Lost Tribe does. So, you know, in a way, that uh, the breaking apart of the Sith Empire was, uh, was something like a, uh, uh, a diaspora for them. Um, and th- they're all, in some way, trying to get back uh to how things went under nagasadao's sith empire uh at least until revan um and the main line of the sith kind of changed that up and they do away with uh a lot of those trappings though as we said they keep the dark side the slavery the imperialism humanocentrism etc 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 uh, so, as we said, or as I said, hopefully this uh, makes it a little bit more clear for you um, how these three groups differ, how they branched off, and um, and how they're similar. i um, been looking forward to doing kind of these supplemental episodes. Um, hope to do a few more in the future, uh, but hopefully this was informative, and uh, as always... Thank you again for listening to A People's History of the Old Republic. You can find us on Twitter at photorpod. You can email us at photorpodcast at gmail.com. And tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. uh, Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. And yeah, um, thank you again for listening. And may the force be with you.